Hello guys and welcome to another episode of the THQ podcast. So in this episode, what myself and Ryan are going to be talking about is alcohol in a body transformation and its role in a body transformation, but more importantly, your relationship with alcohol during your body transformation. And can it actually be kept in and can you achieve very good results drinking or do you have to cut it out? And this is what we're going to talk about today. So as personal trainers, business owners at gyms, constantly asked about booze, is it possible to keep it in? Some members don't like to tell us about how much they're drinking, they might think it's something that's ruining their game, ruining their progression. And when we do get down to it, they're asking us, does it slow it down? Can I keep it in? Big, big question. And that's what we're going to run through today. So we'll be discussing alcohol's effects um, in terms of calories, um, units as well, which are always overlooked. So whether you're having too much, are you in range? So we'll give some ranges for that. We're going to talk about its relationship with yourself, with family members and friends, and, and how you can get around different situations and what that effect is in getting to shape and having a body transformation and its impact on getting you in shape and if you can include it or not. So what we'll start with is our perspectives on alcohol and how we've included it in our diet. So we do talk about it quite a lot and yeah. probably uh, discuss ideas and, and swap ideas because we're totally different people. So is there much alcohol in your life at the moment or by um, past? Yeah, so, well, in short, yes. <laughs> and when we, when we obviously talk about it quite regularly, and like, I think there's two different relationships of alcohol and this is what we're going to bring to the conversation mm. today. Um, and my sort of relationship with alcohol has changed and um, probably like what many people would, would do in my situation. As you get older, you get married, you have kids, your relationship with alcohol does change, I believe. So like it used to be like commonly, which probably everybody goes through it, that, you know, out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the alcohol abuse, but then you're sort of not really bothered about the alcohol abuse because you haven't really got much to sort of get going for on Monday morning anyway. And it's just sort of a, a, a cycle of, well, that's what you do, you're younger and you're doing it. And I think we should all have them experiences. That's what I definitely think. But as we grow older, we need to realise that the relationship with alcohol is important and that getting a grip on it. So my relationship with, with alcohol now is more sort of managing alcohol in my home. So like making sure that you know, I'm, I'm consuming alcohol in moderation and I'm actually enjoying alcohol um, or am I abusing alcohol it's been it's constantly sort of assessing that sort of you know, sort of reframing my mindset with alcohol really and it literally is I drink alcohol in an evening on a say on a Friday and Saturday sitting down with my wife just in a, in a sort of family environment and that's my sort of relationship with alcohol now and that's what we're you know, we're going to talk about today because I think that's there's going to be a lot of people that are going to listen as well. So what, what's your relationship with alcohol? Yeah, people are intrigued of where we're up to with what we drink, aren't they? So it's, it's good to let them know and that's a nice insight to see how you do it with your family life. I definitely used to be a, well, a big drink. I went to university, so from the ages of 18 to 21, it was seven days a week all the time. It's just what you did. It was the, the nature that if you weren't having a drink with your housemates and that was it, you were like the, the loader in the corner, so you mm. just did it all the time, then you go out late tonight and get up and then be back into uni, you could do it then. That yeah. probably continued a little bit into my normal life, and started working in other jobs and hotels, so I continued that pattern of drinking quite a bit, and it just become the normal then, that's that's what I thought, what was society, it probably was a lot more 10 to 15 years ago, once it, than, mm. than the nowadays, and then once I realised that 
needs to get into this industry that that has to be reduced moderated took it away from home and only when i went out so we'll go to football quite a lot it's a big big drinking scene it's yeah. part of the culture you can't can't not really so um starting to understand that it was impacting on body shape and when i did reduce it from the week and then probably drinking at home i felt the benefits of, of feeling a bit more energetic and not having to feel rubbish all the time so when you get older you can't recover from it as quick as we've all discovered haven't we so yeah. um that's definitely impacted on the amount i was drinking so as we got older with yours family history family home and you've reduced it moderated it it's mm. definitely how i've gone down that route as well and yeah you start to make some better decisions as i've got older we've opened up yes it's pretty much flipped on its head really so i never used to drink at home but then i used to always drink and uh, get hammered outside but now i drink at home and don't and it, and I sort of, you know, we'll probably talk about this later, but like for me, like my relationship with alcohol is I don't, I wouldn't, I don't say I would crave like big nights out. In fact, in some ways I sort of, you sort of dread them. Mm. So you, know, you want to do them for a, a catch up with your mates or something like that. But like for me, it's every once, three, four, five months. Maybe it's not, it's not something that I really crave to do. Um, but I do really enjoy consuming alcohol hmm. in, a, in a sort of a family, a family home setting, really, in like you know, in a home environment. Um, and Where you relax. Yeah, relaxing, relaxed environment. Yeah, to to get drunk. I'm not going to say that I sit there sipping wine and you know, you know, just for the taste. Yeah, just for the taste. I don't. Like, but it's it's a, it's a different it's a different style of using alcohol than it would be to go out and to drink. Um, I do believe so. Um, it's a lot of benefits. Let's we talk about the benefits to alcohol first. Let's see. We don't want this to be sort of that two gym people's probably sort of just saying things that we've googled or something like that. Saying, "Oh, this you shouldn't do drink. You shouldn't do this." We want to give you a real life perspective of sort of alcohol consumption because you know we both drink. Mm. I, I drink a little bit more than yourself, um, and this is what's good for, to get a real life perspective on it. Not like you know, do this, do this. Two personal trainers telling you off when they're actually probably doing the opposite themselves as people are doing it so um i think you can live like a normal life and mm. drop whilst dropping body fat whilst consuming alcohol what would you think of that yeah it's a an option definitely you can still lose weight people are gobsmacked aren't they where have you demonstrated you've lost weight you've made for a bit of a drink at the weekend yes i've water attention you've dropped out but if you're consistent all the way through the week your calories your food you've had a drink at the weekend which in your mind in the past that I've blown it now, I've ruined it, and you've seen inch loss, photos looking better. So 100% there's, there's no way it stops you from transforming your body shape. No. And that should be in the back of your mind. Um, do you include it or not? But we'll probably delve into it a little bit deeper as we go along. Yeah. So we've both tried it either ways, haven't we? So we've got the experience of knocking on head and including it in. So yeah. well, that's probably better what we can run through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we will we'll get to it, talking about how you do it with more of a stricter, mm. say, a transformation shoot, or generally just you know living. But just to summarise for that that point is, you generally can continue to drop body fat slowly whilst consuming alcohol in your daily life, one hundred percent, because you don't have restriction. You're not like sort of restricted. You don't feel restricted. You can still feel social because if you are somebody that does drink and you go into a social setting and then you decided you're not going to drink you are sort of and everybody's drinking around you you will find yourself clock watching or think oh, and then being a bit bored and people get even if they're not drunk drunk but there's that sort of connection don't you so i think it is important to realize that you can still be on a body transformation and put yourself in them social, social so transition. benefits were few and far between yeah negatives was definitely um 
higher. There's a lot. There's a lot bigger list, should we say? Um, and if we're going to be honest with people as well, because like we want people to achieve their very best results, don't yeah. we? We obviously want them to have um, flexibility and a decent life during the body transformation. But at some points, you know, alcohol has a lot more cons than it does pros, doesn't it? and that's just the reality of it. So um, one of the big things for me, I think it can easily be abused about actually realizing it. So if you start drinking, say you drink a couple of pints in an evening then it comes to, oh, right, well, that doesn't really do much. You might have a three pints and you might have four, or you might have a couple of glasses of wine, and that escalates. And alcohol is something that can very, very easily escalate. And nights out that we drink can very easily escalate. So that's why I think we should sometimes take a step back, reassess mm. your relationship with alcohol. Are you drinking too much? Are you having too many nights out and doing that? I think that happens, but it's very easily done with alcohol to make more negative effects. Yeah. And when people are coming to us, we we are looking at a body transformation. That's what they've done mm. to help for, not to balance out their party lifestyle, have they? So we're looking exactly. at it from what's going to get that person the best result that they've they've always got that picture, body, in the head that they all want to achieve, and this is what's going to help them achieve it. Isn't it? Definitely, I think. Well, I think a key thing as well is I think an easy way to cut down alcohol is that you should never suppress with alcohol. So mm. if you've had a bad day and a long day you're feeling crap then do not go to alcohol because that's not going to make you feel better then you're using alcohol to make you feel better and, and i think that's a bad relationship with alcohol so when i'm in, ever in under stressful situation I definitely will not drink if i'm feeling crap about myself or feeling crap i'm, I'm like something you know something bad's happened or you feel i would not drink definitely not but if i'll come back and i feel good and i'm happy and like, yeah man, yeah I'm happy. i'll have a beer or something because you feel good like obviously when the, the gym's closed that time <laughs> I cut out a drink for seven days. But <laughs> <laughs> you did 14 weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 16 weeks actually. <laughs> so that's seven days. Stressful seven days mm. <laughs> <laughs> to not drink. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but when you're actually yeah, I think that that's a good way to so look it at it. So it amplifies either emotion, yeah. it? So 100%. negative, worse. So that's the perfect way of putting it. So if you want a good relationship with alcohol, you should do it when you're feeling good mm. because it'll amplify that enjoyment a little yep. bit more. Not that you can't have it, you enjoyment without it, you can. Um, but if you're feeling bad, it's probably going to make things definitely worse because the next day you'll probably like to consume more calories. Mm. You'll probably have a food hangover as well, so you'll feel like crap. Um, and if you've got to, like that'll make you feel even worse. And even if you're adding things like training as well to, the, to your day the next day, like because alcohol is a poison and we're trying to get you know our body's trying to get alcohol out of our system, and that's his number one priority. As soon as we get it, we soon consume alcohol. It is a macronutrient. Some people don't really know that. So you have protein, fats, and carbs, and alcohol. Don't you? So it's and we're trying to get alcohol out of the body. That's what your body's trying to do. So if you train. I always know if I train the next day, which I always do because I've consumed calories I want to train, I feel really weak, everything's harder, my weight's, you know, my weights are you know, a lot less, everything hurts a lot more, and that's just the reality of it. It's, that is it's gonna hinder um, your results. And that's probably why more people, if you haven't got a strong mindset, you would think oh, you skip a workout because you feel a bit bad or mm. um, you, you think sorry, I'll eat more, even though you know you shouldn't be because you've just you've just got done the next day because it's not only impacting on just your body's recovery from your hungover you're not having a great night's sleep are you so that's completely gone out the window you're not recovering you might fall, fall asleep quicker and you're feeling like you've gone to bed straight away had a sort of full six seven hours what it is but there's no way you're getting that deep sleep you should be getting or your REM sleep so that's all mm. completely missed so brain's not working the next day which then makes you feel a bit groggy and down so if you have got any depression or anxiety issues and that's going to kick in then you don't want to eat better or go to the gym because you feel a bit funny about yourself or you're not too confident about getting into that environment. So 
cycles spinning out and that's why we see people uh, struggling with it. We definitely do tell them to try and abstain as much as they can or try a little period of it. Mm. Um, the empty calories is a huge part of it. I think yeah. because most people believe it's liquid, it's not much calories in that. It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's like water, isn't it? There's nothing to it. So it's mm. joyless and so let's just get it down just because it's getting me drunk and feeling relaxed. Can't be that much in it really. It's a total uh, neglect to see what calories in it. Although they, the labels are well pointing out now that well, it's better now than it used to be. And so what's yeah. actually in certain foods? People always worry about when they do the shoot, don't they? When give them X amount of calories. Oh, mm. I can't eat that much. Then we get to the weekend and they think, oh, I'll just do drinks. And then it's like, I've gone over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's such a common thing, isn't it? We see and people are like, ah, right. So that is probably something that's been holding back for years. And yeah. just realise. And that's why we say empty calories, empty calories. And I think it's because I've read it first until they start tracking. They go, oh, wow, yeah, that's what empty calories means. I've literally used my whole day budget mm. on something that's not going to make me feel full. It's not going to energize me. It's going to make me feel terrible the next day. Mm. That's what empty calories are. With the added bonus of then eating a lot of rubbish with it as well. Yeah. Nowhere near as satiating as real food. So then you get that hunger cravings where you then become that bottomless pit where you just keep going and going, yeah, there's no stop, is it? It's so yeah. bizarre, that sensation where you feel like you can eat the world. So that's what yeah. alcohol, with those empty calories, really does dent and make a body transformation so much harder to achieve if you're, if you're not tracking it or moderating it or being aware of what's being consumed. So you do need to take that into bats when we're looking at body transformation. Yeah, 100%. Um, like let's talk about muscle mass and sort of our body how our body shape is going to be hormones that it what it does affect it right mm. and and i think what we all need to be very realistic is that like if you are consuming alcohol on a, on a weekly basis it is going to hinder how much muscle mass you're actually going to want to build um, and you know how much what the type of result that you want to get we've also then got to think of that if i cut out alcohol and i was and i live like a monk are you going to be like if you if you really like consuming alcohol and you cut it out, then you like sort of you feel like you're living like a monk, don't you? Um, are you going to be happier if you're be able to live a little bit leaner mm. and a little bit more muscle mass, but sustaining from alcohol, or are you happy with right? I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of muscle mass and I'm going to sacrifice keeping body fat a little bit higher for that whole flexibility as long as. I feel if you're, for me personally, I look in the mirror and I'm happy with my body shape, I'm ha I feel happy with my energy and I feel good and I drink at weekends, right? But I don't play around with loads of different muscle building uh, tricks. You know, when, people's, when people get into our body transformation, let's say they've done a six weeks, they've done a 12 week shoot, then they do the, the specialized programs. They're well into training, aren't they? Building muscle, it's like, what else can I do now to build muscle? I want to build muscle. This is when I always say to people, yeah, a bit of a reality check, right? You've done amazing, you've got a good body shape, you're lean, you're in good shape, you feel good. If you want to now maximize your muscle building potential and your physique potential, you really need to, you, you really have to sustain from you know, consuming alcohol. If you want to sort of make slowly sort of progressions, maintain a decent body shape, but you want to can still have that flexible lifestyle, that's what you have to affect. There's no need to sort of research. People start to then get a bit more advanced go, well, I've read about carb cycling, I've read about how this to naturally boost your testosterone, I've read about this and that. Like all these things that you, you, you sort of you read about, well, cutting out alcohol will help all these things by 100%. So that's when you have to be realistic that with your goals. So I'm realistic with my body shape now. I'm never gonna get any more muscular 
or leaner or any, in any better shape unless you know I may like be able to drop a bit of body fat and appear that way but my physique isn't really going to change and that is literally because I like to relax and consume alcohol at weekend and that's quite a bitter pill to sort of swallow mm. for some people because they think mm, well but it's true they went the best of both worlds where yeah. top physiques these bodybuilders fitness models they are going all out and sacrificing that fun that enjoyment because their main goal is to get that body shape that you see in the magazines they go, yep that's the one for me that's inspired me i want to start that looking like that okay so where's the sacrifice going to come from because they've made it are you willing to take that up or do you want a bit of both where you want to have a nice enjoyable life you will get there slower but you're going to enjoy that process more and be able to sustain it as well yeah yeah, um, so we're going to talk about our view on burning body fat and if it can slow that down. Does it hinder it? And it definitely, definitely does. Yeah. Slowing it down, we just said, because we're increasing the calories, we've got a rough idea of what's in booze. No one knows exactly the amount of the calories in food or booze. It's yeah. an educated, scientific guess. Yeah. So we don't truly know what how, what's affecting with the body with its hormones. So we're tanking testosterone in males, aren't we? It's raising estrogen. So estrogen in too, too much makes you your bam, bam boobs, um, yeah. excessive body fat. Although females have higher estrogen levels, they don't want too much of that either. So we're trying to keep that moderated and reduced. So if that's going up, the testosterone's going down, less likely to burn body fat because you've got an unhealthy, sick body. Yeah. I think that can be manipulated slightly. We can swap different choices of alcohol, but yeah. um, how much would you say it slows down the transformation? Um, I'd say again, it depends on your goal and it depends on the stage you're at your body transformation. Mm. So I think if someone's at the start and you're consuming alcohol on a, on a regular basis, then that's when you really need to sort of assess it. Think, do I need to be consuming this every single week? Because motivation is gonna slide. If I'm, if you're gonna t you might get, really let down if you're losing two pounds a week but we know how hard it is to actually lose two pounds a week it's like mm. it's a 3500 calories or something is it two pounds yeah it's like it's it's very hard to yeah. lose that amount right so at the start we need to probably i would say be more restrictive of how much alcohol we consume so we get that motivation and we get that sort of momentum going and then we can sort of have it sparingly when we don't need to lose as much body fat so if you get to once you've got to really round about where you are and then you're a couple of pounds off or maybe you're stone off you could probably you know consume alcohol quite you probably be happy you probably notice that linear progression a little bit more whereas at the start if you've got say two or three stones to lose and you lose half a stone you probably won't notice it hmm. so it's if you're not if you're still consuming alcohol it's going to be the slowest going to be so they would but you'd recommend to them go as, as low as or minimal as alcohol as possible or reduce yeah. it because maybe they won't need as much if they just clean up their diet a little bit introduce yeah. a bit of training maybe just half what their consumption was that'd be enough to see progression so then someone who's just about to do a shoot how would you deal with alcohol with them would you say yeah like, we can keep it in there we're asking you I'm, I'm just gonna have a drink this weekend it's a week before the shoot how would you deal with that situation I've done two two different situations and 100% my advice would be now is that if you're doing a 12 week shoot the first six weeks like say for example drinking at home was a regular basis no I would cut that out and I do cut that out um, for, for me for example and I might have one or two nights out or where I drink around the first six weeks 
one or two sparingly, probably hardly nothing. And then the last six weeks, 100% no alcohol whatsoever because it's just your calories are too low and you want to get produce the best result possible. And I know if I get to the end of it and I've just kept alcohol in for me because I'm quite a, like, um, like I just can't have like a couple of gin and tonics or something like that. I have to drink to, even though I'm well more moderate than what I used to be when I was younger, mm. I do consume alcohol to get drunk. I don't consume alcohol for a, a steady few, like slowly drunk, like not like absolutely leveled drunk, but to be drunk. So I can't see the, the advantage of me keeping it in when, I'm, when my main focus and goal is to get as lean as possibly mm. can. So for my shoot, I kept it in, which we're talking about a lot on shoots, but I made sure my meal prep was, was there when I got in at night and I was having turkey and, and broccoli. Mm. Um, the morning was ready, even though I thought rough, I had to stick to my egg whites, whatever I was having. Um, it was harder, I think it probably slowed down results compared yeah. to what I did last year. Like I said, I abstained when the gym was closed, but more than did, so I thought I'm going to use this as a time to see what it's like. So. I did 16 weeks, whatever it was, four months, and I didn't really change my diet that much. I might have slowly lowered my calories a little bit lower because it was summer, I wanted to look a bit better. Um, but my body changed a lot quicker than it would have done. So I noticed faster changes with higher calories, maybe because I was training harder, I was pressured to go into the gym and hit it. Um, or when I was training at home, I was walking more, but then I seemed to see more body fat come up. So yeah. it obviously was an impact of Jack. The only factors there that changed was, was dropping alcohol. Yeah. Um, I was training less because I was so busy getting the gyms up and running, we were trying to get an online business up and running. Mm. Um, so that's obviously opened my eyes to see how much easier it can be. Um, it's definitely mm. something I'm looking at in the future. Um, yeah, sweet. I think what a lot of people need to realise, I think as well, is like your mood throughout the week is sort of <laughs> like if you're you don't feel good about yourself, if you're looking at sort of you say you really feel bad about your body, you really feel you know a bit fed up, mm. um, and then you consume an alcohol regular, that is going to affect your mood throughout the week. Would you would you agree? Because like like for me now, I generally look at my life and I'm generally generally wholeheartedly happy. Like I love my job. Got an amazing family. I feel like I'm in shape, and I've got my, you know, my, my energy is good, and you know, everything. So for me to consume alcohol, that it would does affect my week because I consume alcohol on the weekend, that does affect it. I feel that that is a sacrifice worth make, mm. making because I enjoy the alcohol consumption, but then I feel okay, like because I feel because everywhere else in my life, and I feel great, then I can handle that. But if I was looking at my life, I wasn't really happy with my body. I was a bit out of shape didn't really like the job and I wasn't happy in every other area of my life. Putting alcohol into that type of life, I think is something that we end, I, I think would have a negative effect even more. Yeah, people are missing out on that. I don't really know what it is like on that other side. Sounds terrible to say the other side, on the dark side, light side. Yeah. But as a more energetic person and a more vibrant person, um, yeah. because there's been so many years of, of getting to that routine of a bottle of wine a night, wherever it is, a couple of beers each night, it's then, keeping you in that low negative cycle you've missed out on very spiritual it sounds like but there's much energy that can be built up from reducing your alcohol and maybe eliminate it for a time to build that momentum positive energy and it just keeps going unless you, you don't want to ruin it in the end so mm. people are missing out when they first come to us they're tired of the diet and start to notice because they then actually reduce alcohol because they want to do well don't they in the mm. six weeks and they start to see oh yeah that's that's the feeling that we're talking about you have to feel down and rubbish all the time mm the alcohol that's causing it. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so how did you, because you put out, so when we, when it was first went into lockdown, you know, you live on your own and you made the decision 
remember you telling me to not consume alcohol because mm. like, I remember you saying when you were jumping on, like, you know, you couldn't see anybody, but you were jumping on like a Zoom chat with your friends and then they was all drinking and consuming. Mm. And then they was also, also like sort of feeling that bit, mm, a little bit afterwards, like many, many, like people, probably loads people do, but you made the decision not to because you live on your own. If you were consuming alcohol, you had that buzz of seeing your friends and then not, then not doing this thing, you feel a little bit. Yeah, it's hard in a social it. situation like that. So, yeah. um, so what do you feel like now when you don't? Tell us a little bit about your. Um, so now I've realised what of how I felt after or during the time of not drinking. Yeah, yeah. So seeing people stuck in that depressive state last year, I noticed that people were yeah. really hard to lift out of it. It was getting worse and worse, but then. We did way more, so we completely changed the website, we made a new members area, um, we then started investigating different, all sorts of things, we're building and construction, and couldn't wait to get up and get to work. Didn't know what day it was, it was get up, go to work, I was loving it because we were building construction. I think that was from eliminating and abstaining from alcohol, so it made a, mm. a new investment version where I had limited energy, which was mm. great realisation to stumble upon basically and that's yeah. because of a lockdown so so you did how long without it yeah 16 weeks yeah 16 weeks and i could have kept going but i just did it because i didn't want i always say i never want to give up anything so i want to make sure that i just had a random drink just to stop the i didn't want that time frame to become me that associated to a long time about drinking so i wanted to yeah, yeah i can have one and i realized that yeah it's just one or two i want now and that's it it's all i have so you don't get that need to have those watches no. You used to do with, you know, so intolerance as well to it as well. So now no well, past before March 2020, it might have been six, seven, eight pints to get that same relaxed feeling where now it's just one or two. So, so it's a much better way of doing it. Interesting. Very interesting. Like I've only ever cut it out for I've cut it out for 12 weeks or mm. a little bit more, probably around about 16 week mark when I first did my shoot, mm. but I cut out everything else out of my life. That I was just a ghost, so I didn't really associate that, yeah, I where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, I can't associate anything like that. So we're generally like eating fine and be and do normal stuff. Um, and I've never done that for that long a period of time. So it's something to make experiment. I keep threatening to you know, I keep saying to you I'm gonna do it. And then uh, <laughs> Wait, but I'm not committing to it. <laughs> so let's talk about like there's, there's a lot of people that think like immediately or be very watching this and be very objective or mm. I need this for this or I, I need this because like you don't understand. Yeah, you don't understand, like I've had a really bad day, I have to unwind, I have to unwind a glass of wine, like I have to do it. And the thing is like, again, I'll come back to that, it's the whole suppression is, you're unwinding with alcohol because you've had a bad day, that's your bad relationship with alcohol, I think, in my opinion. So I would never suppress something with alcohol. It's becoming that crutch then, isn't it? Yeah. Where they're convincing themselves, that's what will make me happy, that's what's mm. gonna eradicate the issues. It's not, it's a busy day, isn't it? Everyone's got it and we're all dealing with it. Things. But then you can't just take it out, something has to go in, I think. So we need to have substitutes, don't we, to then replace that crutch of having a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, I've definitely started learning to cook more, I was experimenting, I was signing up to meal recipe things, so spending that time in the evening where I just slam something quickly and then maybe go for a beer. Now I can spend an hour or two cooking and learning how to make yeah. a better meal, which is healthier, and then I made more of it, so I made my meal prep at the same time. Yeah. I even took up Spanish until last yeah. year, so. Replaced that evening. An hour or two in the evening, I'm spending doing hours at Spanish, and then by the time I've done that, my brain's frazzled after a day, and I'm, I'm tired, I'm ready to go to bed then, and then I've not yeah. had a drink, so it completely distracts me, and I think people need to find a, something to swap it out with, rather than completely 
yeah. knocking it on the head. Yeah, 100%, because I have, like, when I have, like, my, I, I class a bad relationship with me with drinking now as if I slip into the habit of drinking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like, steadily, as in a, in a way, compared to if you was going out, you know, in, in a pub or whatever, but I still feel that three days of well drinking that you slowly get into would make you feel, make, does make you feel all throughout the week. So I think right now, you know, Friday, don't drink if we've got like say a shoot meeting or a shoot thing, that's pretty much, you know, quite a few times. And then I'd have like Sunday I don't drink because I always, you know, make sure even if we haven't got, even if I'm not on a late shift, I'll always make sure I've got really important things to do in the morning. So I'll like, and I'll spend the Sunday sort of writing a few things down that I want to do in the morning that I'm excited to do. Mm. And that would stop me from drinking on a Sunday. Knowing that will ruin yeah. that, that plan. Yeah, and what I want, and the things that I did put into is that me and my wife, like when on a Sunday afternoon, um, when she's cooking tea, and I throw a few glasses of wine, which I'm sure many people do. Now I put while she's cooking tea, she's having a few glasses of wine. I'll, I'll train. Yeah. I actually put my dumbbells in the conservatory, I'm still in the house, train there, and I've replaced that with that. And then by the time the meal comes, I'm ready to eat my meal, and it's just yeah. When way you're training, you really don't want to be drinking afterwards. It completely eradicates that feeling. You got the yeah. endorphins going. Do exactly. I ruin that again? It doesn't have to be a training session. So it's Friday night, you might do a gym session with us and then maybe a Saturday evening could just be a stroll. It doesn't have to be heavy training or a bodyweight workout using one of ours and that way supply. So it should again to substitute and replace it now is gonna be your little tip there. Yeah, and it's just that that sort of job summarise what we, what we want is that you know just use it sparingly and not use it as a crutch. That's the that's the one of the, the big points I want people to take. It's not a if you want to get in shape, yeah. Yeah, if you want to get in shape, definitely. Or just to feel good at the general back of life. And I always think that if something is something you need something, when you say like when something happens to you and you need it, mm. that's when you should really take it off. So for me, I got told with caffeine where I needed it. Like I remember if I went like if I went on it hotel um, with my wife and the kids and as soon as I woke up in the morning I was like right, I need a Costa like, we can't go anywhere we can't drive anywhere to need a Costa like it was like it was a need and that was a naggy thing that I didn't like and needed a Costa is that your crutch yeah, well, uh, yeah so then I've completely replicated taking caffeine out of my diet and I feel you know I don't need anything like I feel brilliant even the first thing in the morning I don't need it and that's great and I don't feel like I need alcohol no so that's, I think that's a good sort of way to do it. So um, I always think that like what I've mentioned then is for a solution for like your relationship with alcohol, you need to assess your relationship with alcohol yeah. on a regular basis. So um, if you feel, how much are you drinking? And then you have how many units, not just the calories you use, are very important to make sure that we do that. Um, but we're gonna talk about that in a little bit more detail, aren't we, in the next book. Um, but yeah, just constantly assessing your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I think people don't even know where they are with their alcohol, do they all? They can't really assess it, so bring it back to a shoot again because it is about transformation. The shoot that we do get people into great shape and we get them to track and when they do start to track their alcohol, it's that big eye opener. Well, I didn't realise it went up that quick just having a few drinks. So there are smarter swaps that you can make and something I've done particularly over the last few years anyway, I was always a pint drinker, never have bottles. When I was at uni, when I first started drinking, was a, don't have bottles, then you have the thing in it, and you, you pay more, but then I got older, stopped drinking pints, it's just bottles of beer now, because I own like two thirds of a pint and sit just under. So that's easily dropped out calories, yet I'm still having the beer with the boys and out and about, I'm reducing the calories out, and anyone noticing. You know, if you're going out late, it's lots of swapping out for your diet mixes and 
white spirits will always save you calories but still at the risk of increasing our hunger. So there are smarter choices that we can make and we always recommend and um, assessing, like Carl says, you can assess your intake and make some small little smart, smart chases, choices that will make a big difference. And I think for a home perspective, for that on the flip side, it's only buy what you need. Mm. Yeah, you'll go into the supermarket and there'll be these deals, two for one, things like that. But if you've got a stack of un an endless pit of alcohol, mm. chances are you're going to consume more alcohol. Whereas me, I go to the shop every time I want to consume alcohol, I buy the exact bottle of wine that I want to consume. Mm. So that is, you know, buy my Alaska exactly what my wife wants because I don't just want to just buy loads and then it's there because I'll drink more. And then I have my exact amount of beers and I know that right? and I think that's important again to understand units so the so well, this is going to surprise a hell of a lot of people if they're honest with themselves so the recommended daily allow uh, wait daily a weekly allowance for alcohol is 13 units right so I consume 26 units a week probably 28 probably a bit more uh, well 20 yeah 26 sorry round about that so how many units do you consume Currently, since obviously last year, I've stayed and reduced it. I'm down to about four small bottles a week, so I'm literally yeah. in about eight units. That. So I can, so I, so I would be classed as a binge drinker, mm. right? But let's say my night is say five bottles of Peroni, bottles of beer, so like two and a half pints, and a couple of glasses of wine, right? So you could because one bottle of wine is ten point five units. Mm. Once a bottle of Peroni, say for example, is one point eight units. So for me to con consume 26, 28 units and be classed as an, an, a binge drinker, I'm sat in my home consuming four bottles of beer and then a glass of wine. That is binge drinking. And people, you Sounds would think, like barely anything. yeah, you would think, oh, I've just got four bottles of beer, mm -hmm. I'm chilling or things like that. Whereas, you know, sometimes I, would, you could, I could have more bottles of beer but then have less wine, but you're still only like, it, it doesn't feel, you know, it's, it is moderate. Like, because if you went out on a night out and you said, right, I've had four bottles of beer tonight and a glass of wine, you would say that is a successful night out, wouldn't quiet you? Quiet night. That would be a quiet night, right? But in reality, that's been drinking. In, in the facts, when we look at it from a health standpoint, yeah. a liver standpoint, what the recommended thing is, and I'm very aware of that, but, and I don't feel that it's consumed, I don't think I'm over, you know, I, I do. I you'd have a rough idea of your calories content in that as well, wouldn't you? You know roughly yeah, yeah. what's, what's in that and you control that you've got low in a week, haven't you normally? Yeah, 100%. So my, my calories is never an issue with that. I'm always doing my calories with it. And like, mm. if I consume it, I always track it and I don't eat like it. I don't, I wouldn't overeat it, but I'm definitely consuming it over the recommended units, okay, which yeah. probably I would argue a lot of people now have explained it in that way. A few eyes open today. Yeah, exactly. I would, I would think. Um, so talking about periods without drinking. So like I said, I consume alcohol on a regular basis, but when I do a shoot, I don't consume alcohol, but very, very little. And I think that's very good that we set ourselves throughout the year, set ourselves little challenges and goals where you're gonna go a period of time, give your body a break, mm. go a period of time without, without, drink, without drinking. Um, I think that's very important as well. And it, yeah, sort of get... everyone should go through that, I think now. I used to say never give up anything, but maybe just with booze, it's such a tricky uh, substance that you have to balance out. It's a substance, isn't it? But, can overuse it and we have six week meltdowns, we have 12 week shoots, we have eight week programs, a bit using them as small deadlines to just see what it's like without it. I think everyone should try that because from everyone I speak to it seems to be the most will go without is a couple of days since it really that seems to be like the average break. I don't think Monday to Wednesday or Thursday that's what you seem to hear most if they're giving up on like 
yeah. maybe try that into a couple of weeks rather than a couple of days to see if it is a much positive bet mm. on those pockets of fat that you always grab can't lose this belly fat got all this back fat what's what's happening how do i get rid of it maybe let's look at the alcohol side and push it under the carpet and abstain and see how much difference does that make to speed up your results and then that's what we said before you can balance out what do you want is it a happy moderate life where you enjoy yourself and, and get into shape slowly at a steady pace or do you want faster results better looking results then let's let's maybe look at abstaining mm, yep i agree 100 percent agree with that um, so yeah, let's, let's sort of summarise, let's sort of wrap it up sort of everything that we've been talking about today. So what I want people to know is that it's your daily relationship and weekly relationship with alcohol that is important. We're not talking about big nights out that you have, We're not talking about holidays, We're not talking about like Christmas where, you know, alcohol is generally over consumed, but that's I'm not talk, talking about reassessing your daily, daily disciplines and, and your habits. And Being aware of your guidelines being aware of your guidelines being aware of how much consuming um, and you know having a few months off or a few days off or whatever it is but you know just constantly assessing that daily habits and not worrying about like big nights out or big things they're not things that aren't your daily thing that you do every single day really aren't making that much difference in the grand scheme of things really it's what we do as a daily thing, i would say for for alcohol i'm realizing your personality trait we probably demonstrate that there are two I'd probably say aren't they so one person can moderate and take it or leave it and maybe that's not myself and then maybe you want to go all in and struggle with that moderation once you've started and yeah. it's a trickier thing to balance. 100% so if I was on a shoot that's why I say now is that I don't when I don't I can't do alcohol in moderation I drink alcohol and I'm, and I'm you know I'll have a shoot where I can basically do not consume any alcohol and um, I can because otherwise I'm just like, for me, like I can't just have a couple of gin and tonics mm. and then eat chicken and veg. Mm. It's just not in my personality trait to be able to do that. So I think if people are looking at this, if you are very moderate and you're sensible of alcohol, yeah, you could probably keep it in in that way. But if you're like myself, where you know your relationship with alcohol would be to, to get drunk, say, then when you're on a stricter goal, then you take it out because there is benefits afterwards. Like say now, for me, I'm a reason in reasonable shape. I keep myself quite lean, fit, and healthy. Eat 3,000 calories a day. It's easy to consume um, alcohol in them in them calories, but it comes from the, the dedication I've put over the years. I think you've got to earn that, that. Yeah, and that's why I kept uh, alcohol in on my shoot in the past because deep down I knew it was possible. I knew you yeah. could still keep it in. So that's probably what's kept me from doing. Yeah. But then I also know that I will just eat, but I love meat and veg, so I will eat that. That's, so sometimes that isn't yeah. true for me. So assessing yourself, and there's only you that truly knows what your deep personality is like, and whether you're going to go in out, whether you can lie to yourself and say, no, I'll, I'll moderate it, I'll, I won't go out and eat. But if you deep down know that you're, you're going to do it, then it's not yeah. going to help your body transformation at all. Nope. So to, to wrap up, um, alcohol's role in your body transformation, um, is it possible to keep it in? Yes, it's possible to keep it in. There'll probably be times where you probably need to cut it out. Probably going to be times where you need to assess your relationship with alcohol and do you need to really be more moderate of alcohol. So has it has has it got its place? Certain areas of your transformation, but you need to be educated and constantly assess your relationship with it. So I hope this gives you an insight of one of the most consumed beverages on the planet. Um, and I hope, as always, it helps you continue to progress with your body transformation. So take care, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye.